Welcome to the Swingman Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about week 11 of the NFL season. We're going to discuss who I think is going to win this weekend, the MVP race, and my picks for who will win each division and come out of the wild card in both conferences. Okay, first up, we're going to talk about my picks for this week's action over the weekend. Um, All of these picks are based on point spreads published by DraftKings. Um, So we're going to start off in the early window with Dallas at Detroit. I'm going to take Dallas minus 5 because I think that that is a horrendously low amount of points to be giving Dallas at Detroit when Detroit will not have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Um, I could easily see Dallas winning this game by 15 to 20 points um, easily. Uh, Next up, we got Jacksonville at Indianapolis um, with Jacoby Brissett looking like he is going to come back in this one. However, I am going to take Jacksonville plus two and a half um, to come in on the road um, and cover the two and a half points. Um, I, I think actually, to be honest with you, Jacksonville is going to win the game. Um, I just think that Indiana, they're very similar type teams that you know don't really do anything elite, but I just think that um, Jacoby Brissett coming off the injury versus um, Nick Foles having that much more time um, now with this offense. I think that Jacksonville is going to come into Indianapolis and win that game. Uh, Next up, we have Buffalo at Miami. I'm going to take Miami plus six and a half. And I strictly just think that that's because this game is going to be low scoring that I don't think so low scoring that I don't think um, the winning team is going to win. I don't think Buffalo is going to win by six and a half. I think Buffalo will win. I just don't think they're going to win. They're going to win by six and a half. Um, I could see it being a three, four point game. Be just, you know, a 20 to 16 kind of game. Okay, next up, we will have Denver at Minneapolis. I'm going to take... Or Denver, Denver at Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Minnesota minus ten. Um, Minnesota's playing really well right now, and I just think that's that's a lock for them to win by at least ten points. Um, next up, we have New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I'm going to take New Orleans minus five and a half on the road. Um, I just New Orleans defense uh, this year has been very good, and and Jameis Winston has thrown a lot of interceptions. Although he has you know put up a lot of yards, and that's because they. I just think it doesn't really matter. Like New Orleans is going to win this game because of turnovers strictly. Like they won't even have to be phenomenal on offense; it'll just be turnovers. Um, next up would be the New York Jets at. Washington, um, battle of the 
gross underachievers. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the New York Jets on the road at plus two and a half because I think they're going to win this game because I think that Washington is more dysfunctional with um, Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback than the New York Jets are right now. Um, next up would be Atlanta at Carolina. I'm going to take Carolina minus four and a half. Um, favorites at home. Um, I just think that that running game for Carolina is going to be too much for that Atlanta defense. And I do think that that win that Atlanta had this past weekend uh, was a flash in the pan and not who they really are. <laughs> um, I don't think they've got their uh, act together at all. And I think Carolina wins this game by 10. Um and the last one of the early window is Houston at Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore at home minus four. I just think that although I love both quarterbacks and how dynamic they are, and I like the playmakers on either side, um, Baltimore has the far superior defense. That's why they win. Great defense uh, in the NFL is something that you cannot overlook. And and Baltimore has a great defense, and Houston has a passable defense. Um, now moving on to the late window. Um, on Sunday, we have Arizona at San Francisco. Um, some people might be shocked by this, but I'm going to take Arizona on the road plus 10.5. Uh, that half point is what's doing it for me is because I think San Francisco will win by 10, but Arizona's getting 10 and a half on the road. Uh, next up will be Cincinnati at Oakland. Uh, I'm taking Oakland 11 and a half. Um, I would have taken Oakland um, minus 20, <laughs> uh, but definitely taking them at minus uh, 11 and a half. I mean, Cincinnati is dreadful, and Oakland is surprisingly good. Um, and the last one of the late window on Sunday is New England at Philadelphia. I'm taking New England on the road, minus 3.5. New England coming off a bye. Bill Belichick with that extra week to prepare for a Phillies team that we really don't know what they're going to be any given Sunday. Um, I just think that, that New England is going to win that game and grind it out. I think this game is going to be gritty. It will not be pretty, but New England wins those kind of games uh, consistently. Uh, now for Sunday night football is Chicago at the L.A. Rams. Uh, I'm taking the Rams minus six at home. Strictly because Chicago's offense is horrendous. And I don't even... I, there's very few teams in this league that I would pick them to beat. Not that they can't beat teams. It's just Mitch Trubisky's ability to play the quarterback position. is It's hard to pick them in any game. Uh, then we move on to Monday Night Football, which is Kansas City at the LA Chargers. Um, I'm picking Kansas City on the road, minus four. Um, 
Chargers have looked better lately, but Kansas City, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked like he didn't skip a beat after coming back from that injury. And I just think that the offensive firepower for Kansas City is going to be too much. Um, the only way I could see the Chargers having a chance is if Phillip Rivers plays... Uh, it can get time in the pocket. I should say that if Kansas City's defense doesn't get pressure on Phillip Rivers and the Chargers' D-line can force uh, Patrick Mahomes to scramble and use that leg that might not be at 100%. Okay, now moving on to the MVP race. Um, I think that this is kind of... um, a unanimous thing. I think the first three uh, guys on on the list are pretty unanimous in in their order. Um, but I think once you get past three, I mean, I get the top three are the ones that people really care about. But I got a top five list here, and I think that um, my bottom two are, are a little bit surprising, but I, I, I put these two guys in based on sheerly the fact of what MVP stands for in most valuable player. So I'll go through the order one to five here and, and then, um, you know, kind of explain what I mean by the meaning behind MVP. So number one, Russell Wilson, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he's just flawless out there. Like he is, he is a true general of their offense, and 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 an absolute treat to watch every Sunday. Uh, number two, Lamar Jackson, um, number one scoring offense, uh, toughest guy to game plan for, um, is just been phenomenal um only reason I don't put him one is because Russell Wilson is doing uh a lot more with a lot less on offense and and that's the only reason is because Russell Wilson is the entire reason that they're putting up points versus Lamar Jackson is a reason why they are tough to stop but if you put another quarterback in that offense, they would still be able to put up points. Uh, number three would be Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's like uh, the stuff he does. As they say that is it uh, Dabo Sweeney called him said that he did Michael Jordan stuff on the field. I mean, it's true. He breaks away from sacks and has a great deep ball. He he. Just can sense pressure, uh, not afraid to run, but certainly is not afraid to take a hit. I mean, the amount of hits that he takes in a game and just keeps going, um, it'd be impossible not to have him in the top three of MVP this year. Uh, so my number four is Dalvin Cook. And, and number five, I have Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know Christian McCaffrey is not, you know, but that much of a stretch for people this year, but I have Dalvin Cook at four ahead of Christian McCaffrey um, for the sheer reason that 
yes, the Vikings are good, and Kirk Cousins is playing very well this year, but I don't think Kirk Cousins has half the numbers he does if Dalvin Cook is not playing out of his mind at the running back position. Like, Dalvin Cook's ability to run the football is making Kirk Cousins, you know, look like a top 10 MVP race guy. Um, and I don't think he's getting enough, you know, credit in, in, in the MVP discussion. Like, he, he is playing out of his mind on a good team, on a, on a great team. But the reason they're great is strictly because of his ability to run that football. That offense puts up points because you got to load the box because Dalvin Cook is going to run all over you if you load the box. Even if you load the box. Like, Kirk Cousins, all he has to do is do some play action or, or and whatever, and, and it's it's easy completions. And, and you know, like, that same thing can be said with Christian McCaffrey. Like, that offense is making, um, you know, is making it look like, you know, that Carolina is actually a good team. I don't think Carolina is a good team at all. But the fact that Christian McCaffrey is going to be there, you know, is like, I'm not sure if he is their leading receiver, but uh, he's got to be their second receiver on the team, second highest receiving yards on the team. You know, you know, almost 1,000 yards already, 14 total touchdowns. Like, he is their entire offense. Um, Dalvin Cook is not the entire offense for the Vikings, but he is the reason that they have a complete-looking offense. And and I think that he is, you know, should be that spot higher than Christian McCaffrey for that reason, because I think Dalvin Cook is turning Kirk Cousins into having, you know, top 10 player in the NFL-type numbers. Okay, next um, are my picks for the playoffs this year in the AFC and NFC. Um, so I'm just going to run through who I think is going to win each division and then who I think will be represented in the wild card. We're going to start off in the AFC East. Um, New England Patriots, that's not a shock to anybody. 100% going to win that division. Um, AFC North, not a shocker at all. Baltimore Ravens are going to win that division. Um, AFC was actually, division winners was pretty easy to pick. Um, South, Houston Texans. um, I just don't think Indianapolis is going to be able to outwin down the stretch the Houston Texans. uh, Just based on schedule and, and, you know, like with the fact that they had to start Brian Hoyer. If If Jacoby Brissett did not get injured, I might have a different... Um, opinion on that, but um, with him missing those couple games, I just think that now they've just put themselves behind the eight ball, and they just can't catch Houston for the division. Um, the AFC West will be the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes is back, and he's going to carry him. Uh, the wild card. I think this is where some people might be a little shocked. I think it is going to be represented by the Oakland Raiders 
and the Indianapolis Colts. I have loved what I've seen from the Raiders. Um, their offense is clicking. Um, I think they just play smart. Um, and I, I think they're going to get into the wild card. And same with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think that they play well enough. And they play well enough to beat the teams. They can play well enough to beat the teams that are left on their schedule. Or at least beat enough of them to get in. Okay, now switching over to the NFC. The NFC East. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East. And I will tell you why. And that is because although the Dallas Cowboys have looked better at their best this season, uh, they have looked way worse at their worst, at worst. And I will say that because when the Eagles looked their absolute worst, they were missing like 50% or more of their playmakers on offense. When the Cowboys looked their worst, they were missing one offensive lineman and one wide receiver with still having Ezekiel Elliott or and Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup or Randall Cobb playing and the rest of their O-line and a very good defense. Um, I just think Philadelphia is going to be much more even-keeled, and I think that like that Dallas has the potential to spiral um, out of the playoffs. I, I just think that they are, you know, one more bad loss away from pressing. Because Jerry Jones likes to go to the media, and I think that they are close to being pressing because they're already at a disappointment with what their record is. And I think that they're the kind of team that could get a little... Um, nervous and anxious and, and makes mistakes and miss the playoffs. And I just think Philadelphia is going to be able to um, overcome the deficiencies that they had uh, earlier in the season. Uh, the NFC North, I think the Packers are going to win. Uh, although the Vikings are great, I just think that with the Green Bay having the game advantage right now, I just don't think they're going to lose you know, two more games than um, the Vikings are going to, you know, lose. I just don't think that's going to happen down the stretch because the or Packers have already played pretty much the toughest teams they're going to play this year, and their schedule gets a lot easier. So um, with the NFC South, uh, New Orleans Saints, no shocker there, um, probably second or third best team in the NFL. They are definitely going to win. Um, the NFC West, I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks. After what I saw in that 49ers Seahawks game, um, I think there is a way to beat the 49ers now that Seattle showed that they can. you can rattle Jimmy Garoppolo into making... Um, you know, errant throws and the fact that Kyle Shanahan mismanaged the clock at the end of that game when he took up only, what was it, 25 seconds in overtime and gave the ball back to Seattle there. Um, 
I just think that Seattle is is built to grind out wins every week. And the 49ers, I think, were riding high. And I don't think they're going to know quite what to do with this success now that they've actually lost the game. My wild card teams are going to be the 49ers and the Vikings. Uh, 49ers, obviously, they've already won eight games. So it's pretty hard for them not to make the wild card at this point. Um, I don't know who would catch them. Um, And then the Vikings, I mean, Vikings you know, in any other, you know, division almost in football. They're kind of that team that should be, you know, like they would be easily winning the NFC East. They would be challenging for uh, NFC South. They would be challenging for the AFC North. They would be challenging for the AFC South. They would be challenge they'd be winning the AFC West you know if they were in these other divisions they would be winning them uh so I I think that they're they're a great team and I wouldn't be shocked if if they lost maybe only one more time this year uh once or twice they're they're just a complete football team I just think they're playing in a division that has a one a team that's just a tick better in Green Bay Okay, that'll do it for this episode of the Swingman Sports Podcast. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Swingman Sports. And we will catch you next time with another episode of the Swingman Sports Podcast.